the impact of a spiritual decision. The book of Acts, chapter number 6. The Bible says in verse number 1, And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look, he out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and, the, uh, and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Pro- Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and, Phi- and Pe- Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this opportunity to preach once again. I pray, dear God, that you help me not to take this lightly, and I just ask that you be with Pastor as he's out of town. Just be help him and his family to just enjoy the time that he's with his uh, his family in Missouri there. I just ask that you bring him back safely, uh, keep him safe while they're out there for the next three weeks, I pray. I pray for all the preachers that's in place of uh, in place of him, just ask that you, your, your touch be upon every single one of them. Pray now for the message, dear God, that you bless it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Forgive me, I, I forget the Canes are here too, so um, continue to pray for them. I know they normally have their Wednesday night service, but because, they're, because their dad, is Brother Kane, is, uh, is, is continuing with his uh, recovery, um, they're, they're, they're here in uh, West Valley, so we appreciate you guys being here tonight, and so, you know, you know, feel, feel welcome here, you know, you guys are always welcome here. Anyhow, um, so in chapter number six, we find here the early church was growing and growing, which, which it should be that way for the church. We ought to be multiplying. You know, I, I, was taking, I was taking a group of teens out this past Sunday, just a lot of teen boys, and we went out in the subdivision, knocked out the whole subdivision, and, we, and, and I had two boys, two young boys with me, and we're knocking on doors, and, you know, it was so funny just to watch them. I, like, at first, they were so nervous, and I'm like, don't worry, I'll show you how it's done, you know. And so I said, you know, I'll just tell them, hey, state my name, the church that I'm from, and we'd, we'd sure love to have you as, as our special guest in our church. And that's all you have to say. Just and give, them a, give them that invitation. And so I was teaching them to do that. And then here they are knocking on the door. It takes them about a minute to actually, once the door was, they answered the door, it took them about a minute to say, to say one word. <laughs> and I'm like, it's quiet right now. Should I jump in? And I was like, no, they got this, you know. <laughs> and, so, um, and so it's like, Hello, my name is, you know, just seeing them sweat, kind of like how I'm doing right now, but <laughs> um, seeing, seeing them so nervous to just speak in front of people and just give that, you know, give that invitation to them. It, it was an encouragement to me knowing that I was able to help, help them in, in that process. And so, uh, you know, I, I hope that eventually it'll turn out 
where our, our youth, we'll do a youth program. I really want to do something where our teens are going out once a month and knocking on doors. You know, I like, I like the, the door hand, you know, throwing it on door hangers and everything, but I do like one-on-one communication. I like that. You know, I, I like having a conversation with people. And so even though I get so nervous in front of people, I, I, you know, great practice makes, you know, makes it, makes it better, right? And so, uh, and so we, uh, just, just an encouragement to see the teens do that. And I'm like, I remember I used to do that too. And so, um, but, uh, you know, you just pray for us, pray for, the, pray for me as I continue to lead our teens, you know, in, in that direction. And so it's all about reaching people, by the way. And here in chapter number six, the Bible tells us that the, 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 the number of, of disciples began to multiply. It's a good thing when you begin to multiply. You, you see early in, uh, in, in, Acts, uh, in the book of Acts that 3,000 were saved. And so this church is already big. It's, you know, you have, a, you have a huge church. You know, this is a mega church in these days, in the early church here. And in this mega church, we have these two different groups. We have, uh, we have the Grecians and we have the, the Hebrews. The Grecians are more, you know, are more embraced to Greek culture and they they come from they, they derive throughout all of the Roman Empire, and then you have the Hebrews who you know who are more uh, more embraced towards the Jewish culture, and they derive mostly from the from Judea. And so we have these two different groups, and they're in the same church. And 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 by the way, just God is not prone to just one specific group. We ought to reach. Different people with different walks of life, you know. It's amazing. I love to see people with, that come from different walks of life, and and they come into our church, and just to see that is is a, it shows a lot of it shows a lot of maturity in the church that we're we're out there reaching reaching folks folks for Christ for Christ out there, and so there's different groups out there, and we may say, oh, we we don't need let's stay away from those liberals or those right winged people or those you know or or this person that believes in this or this person that believes that our goal the main goal is to reach people for you know, for Jesus Christ and bring them in and let them be transformed in the image of Jesus Christ and so this this church is growing rapidly up here and and with the and alongside with that comes problems when you have people, there's problems, <laughs> and so there's, there's always going to be problems somewhere. You know, uh, I plum—I have plumbed for a company that started off with two employees, and now they're up to—they're up to about you know 13, and then and then now it's 15, and so and so uh, I have some say, I, "Man, it was so nice when there was four people. It was so nice when there was two people." But the the more the more people that came onto the company, this just seems like there's more problems, and there's going to be like problems everywhere. That you're going to face problems all the time, and so here, um, uh, before I get into the problem part, uh, I want to talk about the number of widows too that was pretty big in uh, in the early in the early church during these uh, during Bible days. There were lots of widows, and widows in Bible days had no form of support. They had to. The only so they had to rely on in this case was the church 
the, uh, the God's people giving, uh, giving to the church. And so we see how the form of giving here was serving tables. And so these widows would show up at these tables and, pos- uh, and, and, and they, would receive, they would receive money or food, whatever the case may be, and they would, uh, uh, that was distributed to them. And so we have these Grecians now. See, one of the things that the devil has... Uh, uh, and, 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 and it's always, it's always a, gr- a good thing for God's people to, uh, to give. And I'm all about giving. I love, I love giving. You know, my, my wife and I, we find it a joy and, and a priority to give. You know, and just anywhere, everywhere, uh, everywhere we find a place to, to give, we, we just do that. And so growing up, I, you know, my mom, we, we, you know, she, uh, she raised, you know, at that, uh, when I was younger, there were seven boys. And so, and all of us boys were, you know, uh, all pretty much on our own. And so we were pretty broke, you know, and I'm not embarrassed to say any of this, but we were pretty broke at, at times, a lot of times, you know. And so there was one time where we had in a motel, small room, probably really smaller than the office area, like half the, the size of the office area, if you've ever been back there. But um, uh, we've been in a motel, 11 people squeezed in there and just, you know, and, that was, and uh, we almost got kicked out a bunch of times because we had, we, you know, my mom had to really talk them into keeping us there. And so but there was times where we were so poor that we couldn't afford food. And so we'd go to, we'd go to the, uh, the, the bread store is what we call it. I don't know, they, may, and they might have had a different name for it. And so we would go to this bread store where they would give us free food. And so you, you just, you, you get a loaf of bread and this and this, whatever. And so you get, you know, so it should come back with a bunch of groceries. A lot of people there would, ha- would be really nice to us and give us a lot of stuff. And so it's some extra stuff to take home and they'll set aside. And so they knew our situation, so they'd give to that. And so anyway... Here we are walking down the street with groceries of bags, and we just take it home, and we just have, you know, uh, uh, that was our form of soul food, by the way, and so, um, and, and so, uh, that's what we had to survive, and we just, and it's amazing how not only through that, but through the church that that we were attending, uh, you know, and that I grew up at, uh, at, people at that church would give, they'd know our situation, they'd give, there'd be, oft times would have a knock on our door with a a church family that would come with a box of food and that was just you know just how we how we made it through and so it's by it's by God's grace that I'm here today but anyway um so here their form of giving was through the church the local church and so uh and so they they gave through the local church and the and and so the these widows were very poor and they would go to these church they would go to this church and you don't just so the I won't get in too much into this, but widows had a responsibility as well. They didn't just give to every single widow. They they had a responsibility. You, you look you look and read through First Timothy. Widows had a responsibility of being uh, being faithful to the house of God and service to the house of God. And so they didn't just give to anybody. They gave to those that were faithful to the house of God too. And so. And so you don't. Uh, anyway, I won't get into that. But um, here we have this. We have this tension now. In verse number one, the Bible tells us, "And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration." You know, one of the things that the devil, one of 
devil uh, uh, tactics is to divide up the church. And here we have two different groups. We have the Grecians, the Hebrews, and the Grecians are murmuring. And there's nothing about that murmur, if you, if you look at it, you know, there's nothing about that murmur that's, that's you know, uh, that's uh, bad or anything like that. Um, but these, they, they brought up a, an issue that the, their widows were being neglected. Perhaps the widows on the Hebrew side were being treated better. I don't know. Uh, and so I do know that they said, uh, the Grecians, they said that the widows, uh, their widows was being neglected. So there, that, was a, that was a problem. You know, there's more people, and it's, it's easy to overlook. You know, it's easy when you have so much going on. You're out visitation. You're, you're daily in the word of God and prayer. You're, you're constantly preaching from synagogue to synagogue. And by the way, church, church then was every day, was daily. You know, and so it wasn't just, you know, Monday, Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. It was every single day. And so there's there some consistency there uh, where they didn't have time. They, and that could have easily been overlooked, the, that the, the widows wasn't being cared for. And so what do we, uh, then we go on to verse number two. It says, then the twelve called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. And so here they are, they come together, and there's something about coming together. These apostles all came together, and they decided the same thing. They didn't just say, uh, you know, one was, this, was wanting this or this or this. They all came together and worked as one accord. And it's just beautiful that way when, when people are working together. It's beautiful in the, in the job site when everybody's just working together. You know, I, 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 uh, I was part of a, uh, uh, of a, what do you call it? Um, about five years ago, uh, we did this uh, Habitat for Humanity this house that we provided for uh, that that CBH Homes had um, had given to a family that they they wanted to be a blessing to, and so we had two days to 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 uh, to uh, to uh, build it from scratch, meaning from the concrete up, <laughs> all the way to finish, and then the third day the person the the family moves in, and so excuse me there, um, and so. They gave us as a our plumbing company uh, forty five minutes to plumb it, and so we had forty five minutes to plumb a small little single story house, two bathrooms, a kitchen, and you know, and so and so we had two uh, forty five minutes to plumb it, and so when we all got together, we got we got a couple teams out there, and everybody had one specific assignment. And if we did somebody else's assignment and decided not to do it, forsake ours, who was doing ours, you know? And so, uh, so we all had to really work together on this thing to get it done. And so, uh, uh, short, uh, long story short, we got it done in 35 minutes. And that's what the inspector walking through and saying, green tag, done. You know, and so, uh, it's, it's, so it's, there's something beautiful about working together. When God's people can come together and work together, there's something, you know, we can accomplish great things for the Lord. And so here the apostles, the 12 apostles came together and made a decision. And they all made a decision together and, so, and, and said, let's do this. Let's choose 
Let's, cho- let's choose te- or seven, uh, sorry, <laughs> public school, so. <laughs> so seven, let's choose seven men, all right, with honest re- report um, that we can choose to, appoint, that we can appoint over this business and that they can take care of doing all the, administra- all the administrative work and everything in the church. And so, uh, and so they, that's what they did. They chose these seven men. And so in verse number five, in the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. And so they chose these seven men to, to, uh, to accomplish the things that they couldn't accomplish because uh, their, their main goal, the apostles' main, uh, main uh, thing was to continue in the word of God and, and in prayer. That was their main thing. So, you know, uh, and it's so important for us when we see it, you know, we have a pastor who's very busy. He, he does a lot of visitations, and I see him do a lot of it. You know, I hear of him doing a lot of visitations almost every single day. He visits the hospital, visits, you know, the, the elderly. The, he visits the, the newcomers. He visits our church members, you know, and you know that. From experience, we have, we've been in, we've had had that encounter, and so we know that we have a pastor that's very busy, and so it's so, it's so important for us to maybe relieve some of that work and help help out with visitation, so that he can focus on the word of God and and in prayer, and so that's the the, the apostles' main goal was to focus on those two things, and so when they appointed these seven deacons. Uh, those those seven deacons were to relieve that work that they were that they they couldn't ha- they couldn't handle on on their own, and, and you know you think about the thousands of people that were going to this, this church, and only seven were appointed here, and so we know that this seven was enough to uh, ac- accommodate for the for the needs of the church, and so then here, who uh, uh, so the decision was made. To do this, now the decision was. Uh, now here's the decision. Now, how do we pick from? How do we pick certain? You know, certain men in the church. So they had to pick men based on this verse number. Verse number three. It says there, uh, uh, choose among you seven men of honest report, and these men had to have, bring. You know, have an honest report, and so. It's so, uh, you know, we, we need to be, we need to be honest Christians, you know, and, and just be honest with, you know, our, 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 you know, our work, be honest with our bosses, be honest with our spouse, be honest with, you know, our church uh, family, be honest with our family in general. And so uh, be, uh, just be honest, you know, it, it's always good to be, to, to tell the truth. It's always good to, you know, and, and so we, we ought to do right and tell the truth and be honest. And so because Jesus Christ is on, uh, an honest person and he's, he is truth. And so because he is truth, we ought to, ha- we ought to be truthful and honest with our, uh, be honest with yourselves, by the way. 
And so, uh, you know, a lot of us, we try to say, oh, I don't have this problem or this problem. It all starts off with being honest with yourself. If you have an addiction, be honest with yourself and get it right with the Lord, and God will help you out with that. And he gives, he gives, us, he gives us men in the church like our pastor and other men that have gone through the situ- same situation, even the ladies even, uh, that have gone through similar uh, scenarios that, that can be a help to, uh, to us. And so, we, so we, we need to be first honest with ourselves, honest with others. Full, and then they had to be full of the Holy Ghost. How did they know that they were full, filled with the Holy Ghost? You know, when the Spirit leads in your, in, in, in your life and, you, and, and God says, you ought to, the Spirit of God tells you to do this and do this, and you, it's just being obedient to the spirit, the spirit of God and the, and the word of God. You can see when the word of God is being preached and somebody's, you know, and, and, and you're getting, you know, you're getting into that, and, you know, into the message and God's working in your heart and dealing with you. And it, it, it doesn't just end right there. You know that you're, you're obedient to the spirit of God and his moving in direction in your life. And so it's always so important that when, when these men, when they chose these specific men, they chose men that were that had honest report. They chose men that were full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Yeah, you know, I'm not. You know, we're not going to choose like a teenager. Sorry, you guys, but we're not going to choose a teenager to point over this business. We need, we want somebody with more experience, have wisdom that can give you know their two senses. You know, and so um, and, and but not only you know not only have wisdom, but you see that first thing is filled with the Holy Ghost. The you got to be. They have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You can make a wise decision. But if it's a decision that's not spiritual decision, then, you know, then it just doesn't work that way. God moves in those, those circumstances that are just weird that we say, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out, but I know you want me to do this. But, I don't, but my, my, my wisdom is telling me to do this, but God wants me to do this. You ought to go with the spirit of God. Be obedient to that. So they chose wisely, these, uh, these men in the church to appoint as deacons in the church. And by the way, the word deacon means, uh, means to serve, but it also means this. It means this, and I love this def- definition. Deacon means, it comes from the Greek word diakonos, which, means, which literally means eaters of dust. So these men, you know, they chose this position willingly they didn't fight you know they they're they, you, you don't read in the in the scriptures here that they fought and they said i don't know about the decision no they chose this willingly they they accepted the, that challenge they accepted god's uh, god's calling in their life and that was to become a deacon and these deacons when when you think of uh when you think of it they they had no spiritual authority in the church you know, a lot of times we have we have folks in the church that think they, oh, I've been there for this many years, and I, you know, this is this is the way it should be, or whatever. No, <laughs> that's not the way it should be. And so we ought to we ought to uh, obey the spiritual guidance in our life, the spiritual leadership that God has put in our lives, and uh, and and we can have a good time. All right. <laughs> and so anyway, verse number um, verse number six whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed and laid their hands on them. The Bible says this in verse number 7. I love this. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. 
So when we see God's work at hand here, and we're obedient, and we 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 have a spirit, we we obey the spiritual decisions in our life, and we see we see we see a miracle take place here. More people come to know Christ as their Savior. More people are added to the church. More it just becomes it multiplies. And so my my goal for the West Valley Baptist Church is this: when when we begin to multiply. I hope that we don't we don't begin to divide ourselves up, but rather come together and 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 obey the spiritual leadership that God has put in, placed in front of us and keep on moving forward for the Lord. My goal is this for the for West Valley is so that to is so that we can reach the whole Treasure Valley with the Word of God. And so, how do we how do we get to a point where we can make spiritual decisions? Now that's a good question. Um, I'm glad you asked <laughs> that. So. Um, how, how do we get to a point where we can make a spiritual decision in our life? These, so let's look back here. Verse number, verse number two, it, it, it said this. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. And then go skip down over to verse number Verse number four, it says, but we will give ourselves continually. See, these disciples were able to make a spiritual decision because they were already in the word of God. They were already in prayer. See, when we, when we have a prayer life that's devoted to Jesus Christ, and we have that, that time where we have a, a walk with God, and we, we're in the word of God, we're in prayer. And the Bible says, you know, daily in prayer, and we ought to be, all, you know, men are always to pray. And so if we, if we devote ourselves to the word of God and continually in, in prayer, then, we, then when the decision comes up, we make those spiritual decisions based on, uh, you know, based on the word of God and based on what God has, has, has given to us, the knowledge that he's given to us. And so we ought to, but that's so important for us. See, they are, like I said, that word continually there. They were already praying before all this took place. They were already in the Word of God before this all took place. So they can. So when that when when tension rose up in the church, they were able to make a wise decision. They were able to make a you know uh, not only wise but a spiritual decision. So we see here the impact of a spiritual decision, and that's it. <laughs> all right, let's pray and we can be dismissed. All right, Father, thank you so much for your Word. Thank you so much for this opportunity, dear, dear God. Um, pray, dear God, that now as uh, you, I know that you're dealing with us. I know you dealt with me on, on, on this. In some way, some, uh, somehow, I pray, dear God, that you'd use this time of invitation uh, to lift you up now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen, amen. All right. Well, at this time, Brother Nate will just lead us in one final song. You can be dismissed afterwards. Thank you for visiting online. Uh, we hope that, you, uh, that you'll continue. Pastor will be back, I promise. And so, all right. Anyway, Brother Nate, you come on up here. Thank you for that, Brother Fievi. That was encouraging tonight. Uh, let's stand together and let's close off and sing Spirit of the Living God, fall fresh on me.